This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Coming up on 5 Minute News. Trump attempted to witness tamper, says January 6 committee. Twitter sues Elon Musk to force his $44 billion purchase. And wealthiest nations caused most climate harm to poorer countries. It's Wednesday, July 13. I'm Anthony Davis. Abruptly raising the question of witness tampering, the January 6 committee revealed on Tuesday that Donald Trump had attempted to contact a person who was talking to the panel about its investigation of the former president and the 2021 attack on the US Capitol. The person Trump tried to contact declined to answer or respond to his call, Cheney said. Instead, the person alerted their lawyer who contacted the committee. The disclosure by Cheney was not the first time the panel has raised concerns about witnesses being contacted by Trump's team in ways that could reflect or at least create the appearance of inappropriate influence. It divulged examples last week of other times witnesses have received outreach from Trump allies, some suggesting he was aware they were talking to the committee ahead of testimony before the panel. The hearing on Tuesday was the seventh for the January 6 committee. Over the past month, the panel has created a narrative of a defeated Trump detached from reality, clinging to false claims of voter fraud and working feverishly to reverse his election defeat. It all culminated with the attack on the Capitol, the committee said. Tuesday's session revealed details of an unhinged late-night meeting at the White House, with Donald Trump's outside lawyers suggesting the military seize state voting machines in a last-ditch effort to pursue his false claims of voter fraud before the defeated president summoned a mob to the US Capitol. The panel featured new video testimony from Pat Cipollone, Trump's former White House counsel recalling the explosive meeting at the White House when Trump's outside legal team brought a draft executive order to seize states' voting machines. A terrible idea, he said. Cipollone and other White House officials scrambled to intervene in the late-night meeting Trump was having with attorneys Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani, retired national security aide Michael Flynn and the head of the online retail company Overstock. It erupted in shouting and screaming, another aide testified. Where is the evidence Cipollone demanded of the false claims of voter fraud? But Trump was intrigued and essentially told his White House lawyers that at least Powell and outside allies were trying to do something. Twitter sued Elon Musk on Tuesday for violating the $44 billion deal to buy the social media platform and asked a Delaware court to order the world's richest person to complete the merger at the agreed $54.20 per Twitter share, according to a court filing. Musk apparently believes that he, unlike every other party subject to Delaware contract law, 
is free to change his mind, trash the company, disrupt its operations, destroy stockholder value, and walk away, said the lawsuit. On Friday, Musk said he was terminating the deal because Twitter violated the agreement by failing to respond to requests for information regarding fake or spam accounts on the platforms, which is fundamental to its business performance. The lawsuit accused Musk of a long list of violations of the merger agreement that have cast a pall over Twitter and its business. Shares in the social media platform tumbled to $34.06 on Tuesday from above $50 when the deal was accepted by Twitter's board in late April. Musk said he was terminating the merger because of the lack of information about spam accounts and inaccurate representations that he said amounted to a material adverse event. He also said executive departures amounted to a failure to conduct business in the ordinary course, as Twitter was obligated to do. For decades, environmental activists, along with some government officials and scientists, have argued that rich countries should pay the most to address climate change, and even pay poor countries reparations, because industrialized nations have historically emitted the most greenhouse gases. A new study by two Dartmouth scientists aims to calculate just how much economic impact larger emitters have caused other nations. Published on Tuesday in the journal Climactic Change, the study says the figures could be used in courtrooms and in international climate negotiations about payments from rich nations that burn more coal, oil and gas to poor countries damaged by emissions. For example, the data shows that the top carbon emitter over time, the United States, has caused more than $1.9 trillion in climate damage to other countries from 1990 to 2014, including $310 billion in damage to Brazil, $257 billion in damage to India, $124 billion to Indonesia, $104 billion to Venezuela, and $74 billion to Nigeria. Developing nations have convinced rich nations to promise to financially help them reduce carbon emissions for the future, but haven't been able to get restitution for damage already caused, a term called loss and damage in global climate talks. In those negotiations, the biggest carbon emitters, like the United States and China, have had a veil of deniability that their actions cause specific damages, said study lead author Christopher Callahan a climate impacts researcher at Dartmouth. This, he said, lifts that veil. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app, ask your smart speaker, or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate, and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health, and climate, delivering independent, unbiased, and essential world news daily. I'm Allison Holland, host of the Kennedy Dynasty podcast. Equipped with a microphone and a long-term fascination of the Kennedy family, I am joined by an incredible cast of experts, friends, and guests to take you on a fun, relaxed, yet informative journey through history and pop culture. From book references to fashion to philanthropy to our modern expectations of the presidency itself, you'll see that there is so much more to Kennedy than just JFK or conspiracy theories. Join me for the Kennedy Dynasty podcast.